Awesome. Have I got time before we start to go grab another cat? Because I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be able to get another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. I'll be back. <laughs> what an idiot. Should we bend him off? just heard but that was amazing uh, probably the best intro we've ever had um throwing me a bit actually sorry uh, right sorry hello and welcome to episode six of the creme de la prem podcast in danger of becoming the creme de la pookie podcast at this rate uh it's wednesday the 28th of august game week three has been and gone my name is james tudor williams and with me as always is the commissioner andy della what's up tudor Will the Wand Graham. One signing on. Our man with the plan, Pedro. What's up? And our guest this week, finally squeezing us into his busy schedule, we've got Stu. Hey, what's up, lads? Uh, coming up this week, like I said, we've got Stu here. He managed to squeeze himself onto the podcast somehow. Uh, a look over week three fantasy. Uh, the takeaway stories from the Premier League from week three. Uh, the big matchups in the divisions coming up in week four. Uh, Premier League fixtures review, looking at their draft potential as always. And uh, that's about it for this week. So, boys, how are we doing? Will, good week, maintaining that win streak? Yeah, cloud nine, mate. Still feeling invincible. It's getting a bit easy, isn't it? Um, uh, it's getting a bit repetitive, mate. Didn't read any of the instructions beforehand, didn't plan, wasn't flexible, and it's really panning <laughs> out for me, mate. So, um, yeah. Really happy, boys. Yeah, I also think it's really important at this point in the season um, to have an unbeaten record to be a podcast yeah. contributor. Oh, I maintain I that. Didn't realise you said unbeaten. I, I thought <laughs> yeah. you meant just not lose any games. Oh, sorry, mate. My bad. Yeah. My bad. But yeah, all good, mate. All good. Wicked, wicked, Della. How's you? Still shit in the bed then? Yeah, pretty much, mate. Squeeze a little draw. <laughs> but thanks to Smash Brian. So um, I do have another review if you, you fancy it. Always. Uh, oh, yes, please. Yeah. If you're after the charm and wit of Lineker, production values of Sky Sport, the insight of Neville, and the vavavoom of Henri, then this isn't for you. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did this person say the insight of Neville? Oh, I refuse to go on this review. Anyway, five stars. <laughs> also, another note, I, uh, I was listening to the official Premier League, Fancy Premier League podcast today with James Richardson. That shit. They're really poor, mate. Are we better? Yeah, a hundred times. Oh, sweet. Did we get mentioned? Uh, only a couple times. but. Oh, okay. um, yeah. Well, I'll give her on their radar. Glad we're on their radar. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, right, let's kick this off then and get Stu lucky to be invited back on the podcast hall uh, with us in the hot seat. Yeah. Uh, karma's against him because last week's guest was incredible uh, and Ian Holloway now haunts my dreams. Wow, it's a tough act to follow that. Yeah. A bit about Stu. It's his second year, currently residing in Division 2, where he sat in or finished in third place. Uh, Watching a title race ahead of him, he just wasn't involved in. 
<laughs> um, so it goes. Scores. Um, me and Greg got a nice little draw, 26 all. Um, thanks to the last goal of the weekend, scored in the 97th minute by Wolves. Got rid of the Burnley players' clean sheets. Got rid of their defenders' bonus points. Willy Bolly slips up two bonus points. It's 26 all. Thank you, Mark. They're very nice. Um, Tom Foy lost to Tom 42-33. Another big win for Tom, two in a row. Goals from Pookie and Matt helped him. Um, and Foy had Sterling, so always good when you can get one over on that. Mark made it three wins from three with a 45-36 win over Mike. Multiple contributions in that game. Maybe Sebastian Allo with two goals. And Mark now on an all-time winning streak of eight games. Pretty good. Wow. Um, Nick... Nick also beat Phil 37-30 and after Phil left a nine-point Wesley on the bench. So, I mean, that couldn't have gone a lot better. Um, (laughs) I all agree. Um, Not much change in the league. Mark and Nick are sitting up top. Um, 100% records to fill on the bottom with nothing. Greg with a one-point little bit of movement in the middle, but it's early doors, isn't it? So, my winner of the week for the Prem is going to Nick for inflicting Phil's longest ever winless streak. Well done, Nick. Nice. Well done. Good roundup. Nice summary. Uh, Will, the Wandsman, take us through the Segundo del Mundo. Yes, my friends. I'll have a much less well-organized roundup for you in the the engine room. Um, So, again, it was a a fairly waiver-heavy week in our division. I think it was 14 attempts and 11 of those which were successful. Uh, most people got in on the act, so I got in uh, Barnes and Chikorito successfully. Ali got in Goodmanson, Lundstrom and Selbalos, is it, the, the, the Arsenal players? I don't know it's wrong. That's it. Thank, thank you very much. Um, interestingly, he actually got rid of Wijnaldum as well, which I thought was a bit of a interesting one. Uh, Rackett got in Gundogan, Socrates, but got rid of Pedro. Uh, Josh got in Lamella. Uh, but lost Barkley. So it's a bit of a theme here. Some quite big name players kind of being dropped, albeit they haven't scored a lot of points yet. Uh, Niall got in Daddy Ings. Uh, Cully got in Otamendi. And Bobby got in Ali. Obviously thinking about him coming back from injury. Yeah, he started um, training, I think. Yeah, so he'll be back pretty soon. Um, as far as uh, kind of pluses and minuses from, from the waivers, I'd say... Barnes for me did really well and actually won me the, won me the game, which I'll come to in a moment. Um, getting Ali into your team long term, with him being back in training for Bobby, I think is a, a good move. And you say that, mate. He didn't score a lot of points last year. No, but he'll probably play a lot, won't he? I would have thought. Mm. I think he's probably a start, but yeah. I think I, he I needs think... a big. I think he needs a big season this year. I don't. I think he's stock dived a little bit last year. Personally, he has, he has plateaued a bit, hasn't he? Yeah, mm-hmm. fair play. Yeah, and um, and Daddy Ings is the other one. I thought it's probably all right. And again, I've gone for for Lamella as probably a bit of a yeah. a, a miss because you just never know when he's going to play. I think we talked no, about this last don't. week, didn't we? No, so no. yeah, so kind of moving. I think on to um, who who brought in Ings? Uh, who brought in names? Niall. And he got yeah, rid of Joe, knows, Joe knows Linton. Yeah, doing, obviously, um, because they're playing Man United home next week. So, good couple of points in there, probably. At, at least, mate, yeah, at least. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> right, moving swiftly on to the scores. Um, so, Cully beat Rackett 45-30 with uh, Aguero and Hauler getting 13 points apiece. So, they really kind of paid off for him. So, kind of won in the game. Um, this is a good one. You'll, you'll enjoy this, Della. So, Bobby beat Ali 41 31. Good. And he had a big haul, which was spearheaded by Salah. However, um, if Ali had 
changed his team around, he could have got a draw out of that game. So, oh, for example, yes. he had Matip on the bench with nine points. So, Lovely. if he'd switched two players, he would have snatched a draw. So, it feels like there's a bit of a, a theme there amongst the family about making important uh, decisions uh, around your benches. But I'm not one to yeah, judge. Yeah, not, not one to judge. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Josh beats you 49-35. And Josh is looking particularly strong at the moment. Yep. So, he's, he's got Abraham in, who's starting to look good after we slated him, which is always positive. Um, Jimenez is doing well, and he's also kind of pookying people left, right, and centre. Um, Stu could have won, actually. Um, sorry, he couldn't have won, but he could have got a, a little bit closer, but he left Van Ott, uh, Arnheld on the bench. But, yeah. you know, Stu, feel free to jump in and defend yourself at Thanks any for that. time. Thanks. Yeah, Thanks for that. so, that's, that's all right, mate. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think you could have won anyway, but it's still a poor decision, mate. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> and then, <laughs> uh, sorry, mate. Is there a post or should I carry on? I'm not going to lie. I, I can't back myself up. He's uh, not lost lost the game yet, so uh, he's 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 all right. <laughs> um, so, so very finally, I beat Niall 31-13, a nail biter. Mm. Uh, Rash, Rashford missed a penalty. Uh, for Niall so he got zero Ooh. points I think um, my Man United defence let me down but by bringing in Barnes it won me the game basically so there's a few kind of factors going in there um, on on that basis so yeah that was a really tight game uh, moving on to league positions so I remain top uh, with three wins uh, Josh has <laughs> shot up to second place and, and looking very good like I described uh, Bobby up to third not a huge amount more movement um, uh, one other one just to just to kind of pick out is probably Ali who's rooted bottom of the league um, and is probably facing the harrowing prospect of playing league Holvin next season the rate he's going so um, I don't know, mate. We'll see when we get on to the uh, third league. Yeah, we will, but but I think that will happen. Um, <laughs> so as far as kind of win of the week, I'm going to go with Josh. Most points, looking really strong, yeah. made some good decisions. Um, his front three looked great. And he actually had eight points left on the bench as well to spare. So, yeah, Josh for me. Uh, an OK roundup. I'm a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Well, it's me now to go through the uh, best of the rest. Oh, I can't wait for this. Yeah, well, you know, as always, I've got 16 pages of notes, so get ready. <laughs> <laughs> Starting off, obviously, with the waivers. Pedro was the lucky one to pick up Mount, as we've all spoken about this week. Um, 62% of the league tried. Yeah, that's right. I found a percentage. Nice. So he nice. was finally sought, and Pedro was the lucky one to get there because of his yeah. terrible, terrible form. Uh, (laughs) uh, everyone was active there was 14 successful uh me with two lee with two uh james with two colin with one chris with one pedro with one sam with one and rob with one um none of them were really significant um pedro obviously picked up the player who scored the most points out of all of the transactions that took place I threw away seven points, transferring Mings out when Aston Villa just romped over Everton. Yeah. Um, and Sam dropped Richie the one week Newcastle actually managed to play a game of football. Yeah, but I mean, who would have thought that happened? Well, exactly. <laughs> uh, again, in this league, same as everyone's, Mount was the best pickup. Scores, reality came crashing back down to earth with me. Uh, Sam comfortably smashing me 41-33. Uh, after I foolishly backed Everton to come to life. 
and Halla scored yeah. him a bag full of points. Yeah. Um, our guest last week, James, lost again, 36-47, to our man Pedro. Pedro, so, come on. Yeah, it's what I'm making. Congrats. Well done, Pedro. Easy. <laughs> Pedro, it was easy. You left nine points on the bench in Jimenez, and yep. James also had nine on the bench with Matip. So it wouldn't yep. really, it was, it, it wouldn't really matter. You, you romped him. So, well done. Correct. Extremely calculated. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I'm not saying I put I threw those first two games to get good waiver picks, but I did pick up Emerson, then Barnes, then um, then Mount. So you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint, mate, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Rob scraped by Colin, thirty to twenty-four in a close game. Rob had 10 on the bench in Van Arnholt. Uh Seems like there's a running theme throughout all the leagues. Uh, Lee Colvin records his first victory. Well done, Lee. Nice one. In a nail bite in 26-23 win over Chris. Um, Chris so that means... had six on the bench. Mm. So that means that no one in uh, League 3, if uh, my calculations are right, um, Everyone everyone's has... got some points. Yeah. Everyone has points. Um, so the effects on the league are minimal um, I slip from first to second and Rob marches on with his streak building momentum uh, and Pedro jumps up from the bottom to fourth because he's actually got quite a high points tally so on goal difference essentially Pedro is fourth my winner nice. of the week is Pedro Nice. he got mount he got the biggest score of the week um, but obviously, there's a special shout out for Rob for maintaining his win streak. And Pedro's going to be editing this. So I think that's a good shout. Yeah. yeah, I'll be cutting out the bit about the special shout to Rob. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you want to put in like. I think Judah's got some sort of crush, though. He's done that every week so far. Yeah, that's a bit odd. <laughs> bit odd. <laughs> Whatever. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's about it then for rounding up week three. Uh, and we will move on to Stat Attack. It's well known here on the Creme de la Prem. We love a stat. Some people more than others, some dangerously so. And then there's the graft crafting, number crunching, analytic eating data fanatic that is our commissioner, Andrew Della. Uh, and I believe he has a little league stats quiz for the Wandsman and Stu. So I'll hand over to him. Yeah, I thought we'd uh, try this, see how it works. I'm going to ask you boys a series of questions around the league um, and based around uh, the stats that I compile grafting every week. <laughs> anyway, that's enough about me. So I'm going to ask you it's seven just, questions. Just as a test of, that we uh, read the stuff you said out. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay, this isn't going to go well then. Uh, but <laughs> it, it's, it should serve to give some of the new people a bit of an idea about some of the things and some of the records they're chasing. So I thought they might enjoy that. So I'm going to ask you a series of seven questions. And we're going to, I'm going to get you to write the answer down, not say it. And then at the end, we'll go through, we'll tie up, say how you're done. All right. Bring it on, Pedro, Bring it on. Get some sort of quirky 1990s style TV quiz show music. Bing. Do you have a, Let's go. Do you have a quiz show preference, Droidle? Absolutely not. Blockbuster. No. Okay. Blockbuster, yes. Blockbuster, got it. I like I like catchphrase, but I don't think it's appropriate. I don't think it's any music. Blockbuster. I'll definitely play the blockbuster music. Or strike it lucky. That's a cracker. 
All we need is <laughs> What do we need? <laughs> yeah, okay, got it. I'm ready now. Okay, let's go. Question number one. As mentioned earlier, the Elaine Hall Award, named after Stu's mum, is presented to the person who scores the most player points in the year across all three leagues. Who won this award last year and how many points did they score? Closer to the pin gets the point and the second point available for the name. Okay, so how many points was the most points last year and who won it? Question number two. On average, from the last season's two leagues, how many points is needed to not finish in the bottom two and thus avoid relegation? Closest to the pin gets the point. I know there was no relegation in League 2 last year, but assuming there was, as there is this year, how many points do you need to avoid relegation? That's not player points, that's obviously league points. Question three, multiple choice. Who has lost the most games since the inception of the creme de la creme? A, Will, B, Mike, or C, Bobby? Who has lost? Who's lost the most games? Someone else, completely someone else. Who has lost the most games? Will, Mike, or Bobby? Okay, question four. On average, from last season's two leagues, how many points needed to win the league? Closest to the pin gets the point. Win the league, how many points? Question five. What is the highest and lowest single game weeks scores that we've seen? You get a point on offer for each. I'm not looking for the player here, just the scores. The highest game week score and the lowest game week score. Question number six. Who stands alone with the most draws with three? And finally, question number seven. There have been five games between Stu and Will since the inception of this league. Who has the better record? <laughs> this, okay. feels like a, this feels like a form of bullying, but carry on. Okay, that's it. That's it. Would you like any question repeated? No? Excellent. Right. Answer number one. Who won the Elaine Hall Award last year? Will, who'd you got? Nick. Stu, who'd you got? <laughs> Nick. <laughs> Very well done. And uh, Stu, how many points did you get? 12-10. Uh, 12-10. Will? 2,852. Ooh, 12-10. And what did you say? 2,852. Uh, incredibly, neither of you are anywhere near. It's 1,931, but Stu takes the point. Jesus. So Stu, two. Will, one. Question two. How many points for safety? What did you get? Uh, 43. And uh, Will? <laughs> 42. The average is 40. Oh. <laughs> Got it, Stu. <laughs> Question number three. Uh, who's lost the most games in the league? Stu, who do you have? Well, I thought it would be Addy, but he didn't come up, so I've gone for Mike. And Will? I'm going with myself. It is yourself. You have yeah. lost... 48 out of 79 games. Whoa, whoa. And I've still got a job, mate. So. <laughs> Question number four. How many points does it take to win the league? Will? Is this player points or total points? Total points. League total. points. League points, as in so it can't be 2,000 and something. <laughs> no. I, I'm going to go with... Um, 85 points. And Stu? Oh, I had 95. 
95. It is 81 on Ooh. average. Right. So question number five. What is the highest and lowest game week scores? Will, what is the highest game week score? 99. Stu? 103. Does that include Nine- the league? 99 is correct. On yes! Nose by Nick. And Stu, what is the lowest game week score? 21. Uh, and Will? I've gone with nine. Is a phenomenal, a phenomenal two points. Wow. wow. Mike in the Sometimes. first season. Mike managed to score two points. How? Well, that is a question we will ask ourselves. Okay, question number six. Who has the most draws on three? Stu? I go for myself. And Will? I've got Mike. It is Stu. (gasps) Very good. And finally, there have been five games between Stu and Will. Who has the better record? Is anyone betting against themselves? Yeah, I've gone with Stu. I've gone with Will. (laughs) (laughs) Pessimistic podcast. And it is Stu. Woo! Through through losing of one. out of five. Five out of five. Uh, Totting those points up will destroy him. So well done, Will. Thanks, mate. I'm glad my pitiful fantasy football record has come in useful finally. Well, you had to win win one thing against me by the sound of that. (laughs) You're not winning head to head. (laughs) (laughs) I wish James was back on. Anyway, let's move on to the big stories from the Premier League. Uh, Will, do you want to get it going? Yes, I do, my friend. I just want to very briefly touch on Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, so, obviously, they, they're in the Europa League this season. I think they travelled 7,500 Europa League miles so far, which is a little bit of a stat for you. Um, they've also had a pre-season in China, and whilst they're not guaranteed to progress yet, cause I think they're beating Torino 3-2, I think, at the moment. Um, but I just want to flag that, obviously, they're, they're quite a strong team, and they're probably well-perceived as far as their fantasy players are concerned. But if you look at what happened to Burnley last season, there is a real danger for them that with all those commitments across the Europa League, it could have an impact on their league performance in the medium term and hence have an impact on some of their player points. Uh, I don't know what you guys think, but I just think it's a bit of a risk. If you look at Burnley's upturn in, in fortune and form this season because they're not in the Europa, I think it kind of speaks volumes already. So I think there's a risk that Wolves might burn out. Yeah, there's always a the risk, isn't it? But they're a good team, I think. I, I, I think they've got more depth than Burnley had. They do, but I think they only played 18 players all season last season. So I think they've got a, a little bit of a bigger squad this season. But yeah, I just think they've got a good side. But actually, it's something to look out for for me. I think particularly yeah. in that midfield area, they they could kind of but burn out. if you look at Wolves last year, a lot of their players didn't score many points. The defenders did. Mm. Like... Um, Doherty scored a lot yeah, of points cons- yep. considering how how well Ruben Neves played he didn't actually fit yeah. that many points no it didn't and, and neither did Jan Coutinho the only two really that scored points Jimenez scored loads of points yeah. but Jota um, didn't score a huge amount of points at the beginning of the season only at the end of the season so there weren't a huge amount of attacking players scored a lot of points for Wolves last year 
And I think kind of Della and I were talking about this the other day about, and it was one of the tips before we started the season about trying to get out of your head about players playing well versus getting points on the board. Because we talked a bit about Bernardo Silva, who's a top player, is going to have a great season, but may not score quite as many points as you'd expect. And I think you're right. Some of those Wolves players might be in that position as well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it for me, Wolves. Nice. Yeah. Good point. Stu, I believe you've got some stuff for us. What you got? So I wanted to bring up a conversation over the last pull or one before, all around Pucky, considering he was... Uh, Who? Pucky. Do you mean Pookie? Pookie? Do you mean Pookie? Pookie. Pookie. Thank you. Pookie, Pucky, Pookie, Pookie. Right, Pookie. Um, the similarities we're talking around, around every couple of seasons, there's this one player that nobody really knew a huge amount about. He comes in, and he starts scoring points. You know who I'm talking about. It's the the B2 from Swansea a few seasons ago, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the question I've got, which I wanted to spread around the uh, the pod team, was given the amount of knowledge you guys have got around it and of fact in football, what do you think about these guys that start scoring? Do they go on? Or do they get replaced by old faithfuls, the Salas, the Aguaris, et cetera? Are they worth yeah. following? Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I think half a million people transferred Pookie into their normal fantasy football team this week. Jesus. But they, we, I, don't, I don't know. I think he'll fade away. I mean, he's no Michu. <laughs> oh, see, I no think the opposite. I think he enjoyed... A, I know the championship is nothing to hold any standard by, but he looks at home in a box scoring goals or providing assists. I think he'll mm. always be dangerous if he gets a chance. I think people will work him out. I think he'll fall away. I, I mean, he'll be decent, but I don't think he's going. He's not going to score five goals every every three games, is he? No. Well, no. I reckon. I reckon you'll still be looking at one and two though for a while. Depends. Depends on the rest. I mean, of you've got, one and two is a lot of goals. There's not very many yeah. teams who get promoted who, who strikers end up with 19 goals at the end of the year. Teammate Buki. Yeah. What, what, I will say, what I will say, though, is we talked about this before, about with all these centre-forwards that are now wide players, it is kind of thin pickings in the centre-forward position. So mm. when you look across the teams, there isn't that many out-and-out centre-forwards that mm. are going to score tons of goals. So I don't think it's a bad shout. No, he's not leaving my side, that's for sure. Well, no, you don't get rid of him at the moment, but uh, we'll see. Della, what, what are you up to? Yeah, mate, let's talk about the shambles at Spurs, shall we? I mean, what is going on at Spurs? I mean, you start with the fact they lost to Newcastle at home. He didn't score a goal. Look, I mean, shit. I, did, I mean, Harry Kane gets two points last week. That is a banker. I think Greg sent me a message saying you've got to be worried about Kane. I mean, you're at home, and yeah, well, bloody was. Of course, I was. Um, you know, their best player is probably still Christian Eriksen, and he's still on the bench. They're still probably looking to sell him. Um, but like the second game of the season they played it. I don't really think he knows what he's doing there with him. And also their best defender, Jan Vertonghen, is on the bench because they've had a fallout in like in, in pre-season. I mean, what is what on earth is all that about? I, I don't know. I, I just think it's a bit... It's all very Spursy, isn't it? It's, it is kind of classic Spurs because you think that team on paper and everything else and that, that manager, it should be plain sailing. But there's always like a little backroom niggle or a Daniel Levy mm-hmm. not splashing the cash or yeah always a bit of a a thing however tongan's got to come in after that hasn't he well after that yeah they 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 just look shit Mm. do you you've got another story as well haven't you yeah well i I was thinking about this draft league position and you know how bad i'm doing at the moment and a lot of questions were asked in that first podcast around 
does the draft position you're given during the draft make a difference? So I've had a look and I've done some stats and I've got some numbers. Ooh. Yep. Taking a leaf out of the chairman's. Nice. And I've only done it for Division Two because that's or oh, that's uh, that's my bread and butter at the moment. Well, that's the big leg, and that's what everyone's interested it's in. It's the only one that matters, really. Yeah, it's yeah. for me. The engine room. Is yep. Yeah. Uh, during, during that, uh, during the initial draft, uh, Will Graham, he had the first pick, and who had the last pick? Uh, the last pick was uh, done by um, Josh. Nice. Okay. Yep. And funny enough, the last pick was uh, Mane of that, which um, was yeah, a bit of a shock. Mad. So what I've done is I've looked at I've looked at the points and I've looked at what would happen if you actually took away your first picks. Would it make a difference? Oh. And the answer to that is pretty much no. No, it wouldn't. Not really. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. So, uh, so. That's, that's interesting. I'm yeah. quite sure why it's interesting, but it is interesting. What I will say is I've done a, done a few, done a little bit deeper, and points per person, Salah is is smashing it. Full stop. So he was in, in our league, he was picked second. Um, if he hadn't been picked, so the person that picked him second has gone up four places, taking away the first person. Yep, the person the person that Ali would be doing the best would be Ali. He would have gone from current position of eighth to fifth. Yep, and the what's, what's a good mediocre one? Um, Bobby would have gone from his current position of fourth to a current position of eighth with Salah. Like I said, he would have dropped four places. Really? Um, Salah is absolutely smashing away in his team. Well, we'll wow. see how it, it's interesting. We'll see how it goes. Uh, it's obviously a small sample size, but uh, yeah. I will stand by Sterling as my first pick all season. Yeah. So he's <laughs> yes. So he's absolutely smashed it. So uh, winning our league, you had Sterling's current position third. It took Sterling away, he'd still be third. So it goes to show that the rest of his team must be pretty tasty. Good stuff, mate. Della, what have you got for us? You got anything else? Yeah, one final thing, mate, just very quickly. It's the lack of clean sheets from the big teams this year so far. So City have got one, Liverpool none, Spurs none, Chelsea none, Arsenal one, United one. Jesus. Yeah. Can I say so, thank you. Thank you for still calling us a big team, mate. Appreciate that. Yeah, no, no problem. I did include <laughs> Arsenal, so I was stretching it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, three clean sheets in 15 games there. Um, yes, I have done my maths right. Some of the teams played each other. Um, so, it, it, but you know, a lot. We had a lot of low scores in the league so far, and that's a, that's the biggest contributor to it at the moment. The big teams are not are not keeping clean sheets. So. If you if you think that your team's not doing as well, or you're not scoring the points, don't panic. I'd say um, those teams are likely to start keeping clean sheets more than they currently are. Um, yeah, you know, the, in the last game week, um, only two teams kept clean sheets. One was Southampton again away at Brighton. I mean, which everybody probably predicted, but oh. um, <laughs> the, the second one was Newcastle at Spurs. I mean, no one in the world would have predicted that. And other than that, there weren't, wasn't another clean sheet or weekend. So um, I think, you know, we'll probably start seeing a few higher scores um, and keep faith in your big team defenders. Anyway, let's move on to game week four's juicy match. And I'll kick it off. Talk about the best of the rest. Uh, just very quickly, Pedro is taking on Sam. I'm taking on Chris. Lee is taking on Colin and Rob is putting his win streak up against 
last week's super guest, James. Uh, and that is my juiciest matchup, basically. So nice. Like to vote for them. Nice. Like it. Uh, Stu, take us through Segundo del Mundo. Yeah, just as quick. Uh, Carly's taking on Niall. Uh, I've taken on Ali. Ali's still not got a win yet, so he'll be looking to uh, beat me. So good luck with that. Bobby Rackett. <laughs> Rackett will go level of points with Bobby if he grabbed that win. Uh, but having my pick for the week is uh, Will Graham versus Josh. So it's position yeah, one versus be. position two. If yeah. Josh wins it, he goes level on nine points at the top with Will. If Will wins it, he can go six points clear. Six Will has got to be feeling the pressure because Josh is on a roll. Six points clear after four weeks. I know it's only four weeks, but still. Della, best Della, uh, no, not the best Della rest. You're the creme de la prem. I don't know, mate. The way I'm going, I might be in the best Della rest in a couple of years' time. I might even finish the bottoms by so far that I automatically relegate myself two leagues, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, Can then, so, uh, demoted. Yeah, double demotion. So, uh, fixtures in League 3, I'm playing Phil. Um, we've played 11 times, and I've only won one game against Phil. So, you know, that is the end of Phil's losing streak coming up. That'd be embarrassing for yourself. I know, it'd be awful, mate, but I, that's something I have to deal with on a, on a seven-weekly basis. Um, Nick and Mike playing against each other. Never played before. Nick's still got his 100% win streak. Uh, Foy and Greg, spoils have traditionally been shared about in this in this matchup. Um, both are looking for uh, a win. Foy coming off two defeats. Greg still hasn't got a win. What the draw this week? The juicy matchup, however, is Mark versus Tom. Father Mark plays his eldest Tom, and in all four games uh, they've played before, the heir to the throne has prevailed. So uh, both have had a decent start. Mark's won three out of three, and Tom has won his last two with some quite high scores all round. So uh, yeah, that should be pretty juicy. And um, I think we are getting Tom on next week, so uh, we can talk to him about it then. Nice. Very nice. So, sorry, that's quick pause. I got kicked off the call for a sec. Did I miss anything, or did, did it affect it? Not that no, you're good. Uh, no, actually, it, got, it was pretty good, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I, I should do it. Yeah. When I say kicked <laughs> off, I think I actually was kicked off. When I'm All right, carry on. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. And finally, let's move on. It's Grind 30. Uh, a look at Premier League, Premier League Week 4 fixtures. Um, Della, you got the matchup of the week. Yeah, we sit here at home to Brighton. I mean, need I say any more than that? Brighton have scored two goals in five games versus City since they got back to the Premier League, and the last time they beat them was in 1989 in some piss poor division. Loading your loading your City players, they should all um, they should all capitalise. Smash them, smash them. Yeah. yeah, points. Across not much, not, not much more time uh, focusing on that, but yeah. Right. Good point. Will, beware, what game have you got to beware about? Yes, mate. Um, I am going to go with Arsenal versus Spurs. Um, mm. Really simply, it's a crazy game. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, it is a crazy um, game. Will Pepe score four? Will Harry Kane steal the show? Will Luis made a, make a mistake? Probably. It's just the craziest derby, in my opinion, generally. And I just I love the game. I never know what's going to happen in it. And I think if you've got attacking players in particular, in Spurs or Arsenal for that matter, it's not a bad shout because there's usually goals in it as well. But I'm just really yeah. looking forward to the game, and I really couldn't pick it. Um, Stu, um, Stu, have you got a game you fancy, mate? Yeah, let me let me touch on Liverpool Burnley. Um, it's, it's not going to be hard one, is it? You know, um, Burnley do you have Bard who's, who's been hitting them about, and he's scored 20, 24 points a season, but. 
you can't you can't see anything past Liverpool. So if you got your Liverpool uh, forward, your Mane, your Firmino, your Salas, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a good weekend without a doubt. You would think so. I think another interesting couple of games, Leicester Bournemouth is quite an interesting one. Um, Wolves and Everton Wolves is quite an interesting one. There are going to be a lot of players, I think, in both those games that are facing, excuse me, get facing off against each other. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I also a bit left field. Newcastle Watford. Watford seem to be on a massive mm. decline of shit, and Newcastle seem a little bit got their tails up. Mm. So. Well, yeah. they should do, yeah, absolutely. I can't see many people getting a Sky subscription for that one, though, can you? <laughs> <laughs> Logging into Now TV. Yeah. Della, before we go, what are this week's deadlines? Yep, so no Friday game this week. So the uh, lineup deadline is uh, Saturday at 11.30 uh, in the AM, uh, which means the waivers are Friday. Um, at 11.30 also in the AM that that rounds it up next week we've got a pretty good guest founder brand consultant and Inner Sanctum member Tommy Pears with us in the last pub before we go on the international break we'll do all the other stuff that we do as well so from Andrew Della the commissioner hasta luego from Will the Wand Graham one signing off from our man with the plan Pedro bye bye from Stu we're really glad he's here Thanks a lot, boys. Cheers. Until next time, in Pookie, we trust. Take it easy, guys. Peace out. What a goal for Ricky Lambert! Tudor, are you really high? No, I'm not really high. (laughs) (laughs) It's because you've got 16 16 pages of notes. He's lost his page. That's what it is. That's right. Start again. Start again.